welcome to Blurds Are Us with your host Ace and Big T. How are you doing guys? And this episode is not getting a number because I do not know when I'm going to post this one up. But ohayo gozaimasu, konbanwa, konnichiwa bitches. We have a very special episode today. I've been looking forward to recording this one for a long time. Uh, T's not here, but I'm joined by a very special guest. I'm joined by Mr. Igitaku himself, aka John, and the man that is living in the land of the rising sun. Hello. Uh, it's actually building there. Okay, I didn't <laughs> take your time with that. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I'd st- from the outset, I thought I'd stitch you right up. And my my Japanese is not great at all, but um, really, that sounds no, amazing. I said, um, I basically said, long time no see, and your Japanese is very good. No, my, my, I know I know very limited words from watching a lot of anime. Um, so yes, like like I said earlier, like I want to let you introduce yourself, but I just have to say like you are living like one of my dreams. Like you're a teacher, I wanted to be a teacher. You work for uh, like a gaming website. I w- always wanted to work in gaming, and you're living in friggin' Japan. Like oh, so cool, man, so amazing. So yeah, just you know, give us give our audience a little bit of introduction. Of- who you are, what you do, and and then we'll get more into it. Um, hi, yeah, um, it's really fu- it's weird to be on the, re- the I don't want to say the receiving end, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while since I've recorded a podcast. My um, my name is John. I um, kind of go by the pseudonym Egotaku. I um, I used to record a, a podcast called Egotaku's Pub Stomper Podcast. I've kind of been really really busy with um, with juggling jobs and family and um, other other work type stuff. Mm. So, um, it's certainly, it's certainly something that I want to, um, pick back up again. Yeah. So at some point I really enjoyed doing it. I, um, I love my man. I love my man, Dan. And, um, no, yeah. Um, I've been in Japan for about just over eight years. Um, I, I teach, I father, I (laughs) used to go, used to go snowboarding a lot. Um, before before my son Yoshi. Yep, sorry, that's how geeky I am. My son's called Yoshi, but it's a lot more acceptable out here. Yeah. Um <laughs> so how, how did you it's a lot more acceptable your, out here. How did you convince your wife to name your child Yoshi? Or is she also like a nerd or a gamer? Um she's I wouldn't say she's a, a nerd or a gamer at all. Um she plays Fire Emblem, which I think is more nerdy than me. To okay. be honest, she plays Fire Emblem and Final Fantasy, which I've never really played before. Final Fantasy, um, but no, it was it wasn't it wasn't that difficult. I think. Uh, well, his full name's Yoshiyuki, which basically Yuki is the Japanese word for snow. Yeah. And um, I tried to convince myself that I'm not a very sentimental person. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I am. So <laughs> you know, there's no point in hiding who I really am. Mm. Um. So yeah, basically Yuki is the word for snow, and so uh, Yoshi Yuki basically means good snow. And we met on a ski resort in New Zealand about ten years ago. So nice. that's dumb oh, as balls, really. That's amazing. That's that is so sweet. No, 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 no. Do you <laughs> want to hear something that's sickening? All right, let's hear it. Do you want to hear? I'm. This is gonna, you know. <laughs> well, anyway, um, uh, I. I designed uh, her engagement ring, mm-hmm. and it was made 
by a girl that I went to school with, and she was uh, living in the house that I grew up in when she made it. Okay. Yeah, that's so, cool. You know, that's that's pretty cool. That is that is amazing yeah. that you guys met at a snow resort, so you've named your son after something that like reminds you of a, uh, of a snow resort. So you said that you you used you used to keep on snowboarding. Is that in Japan still? Oh, I loved, yeah, yeah, yeah. Japan's got the most amazing snow in the world. Yeah. You know, like knee deep, knee deep powdered to the point where you have to go at a hundred miles an hour just to make sure you don't sink. Oh, it's wow. ridiculous. So it's crazy. When, 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 what months is it cold or winter time in Japan? Oh, the seasons are pretty much the same as, <laughs> um, apparently the seasons are pretty much the same as the UK. Yeah. And the fact that, um, Talk to any Japanese person, and they're very proud that they um, that Japan has four distinct seasons. Oh yeah, not like they don't. That. What they don't. What they don't tell you is that they can happen all in the same day. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> uh. So it can be bright. It can be bright sunshine in the morning, mm-hmm. and it it can hail in the afternoon. And I like sat at my desk, and the window's right next to my desk, mm. and I've all I've heard is this. Like <laughs> stupid, feels like someone's dropping a, bo- a bucket of marbles on you. Yeah, Gone outside amazing. and picked up picked up these fucking hailstones. It's bonkers. Um, but no, yeah, traditionally, like now is um, cherry blossom week, cherry oh, blossom yes. season yeah. um, for the next couple of days. Um, then it will piss it down, and they'll all kind of make the place turn into a gooey mush on the floor. <laughs> um, and then, in a, yeah, in a, in a month or so, it'll be rainy season where all the rice grows nice. Yeah. And, um, um, but yeah, like before, um, about end of December up until about mid February, it didn't, it hardly rained at all. It hardly rains at all in the winter. It's so dry. It's ridiculous. And then, yeah, like I said, June, June, it pisses it down. It's, and then you get into August where it's, um, like really humid and summertime and uh your clothes and your towel become one and the same thing <laughs> so um what what it's grim it's absolutely gross but so yeah you're you're based in tokyo right i am um what's what's the name of the region because obviously there's many different regions i've forgotten you're not based in ikabukuru are you very close to yeah actually ikabukuru is like where like all the anime and comic book stuff is isn't it well, you say that. I mean, you can't you can't go twenty minutes without finding some one of these places, dude. To be honest, uh, I think that's the weird thing about Tokyo and what differentiates it from any other big one giant city. It's the fact that you can go to Shinjuku or Shibuya or Ikebukuro or Akihabara, and you'd feel like you're in somewhere the size of like. Um, london you know there's enough to do there's enough to do in one of those specific regions but each one of them has something a little bit different or a little bit unique okay and um it's 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 bonkers to say it's like oh yeah i'm going to tokyo it's like tokyo is too big for you to say oh yeah i can go everywhere (laughs) in a week or so it's nuts no that's crazy so um um, no you're you'll definitely be able to stumble into a um an animator or a mandalaki or or something like that yeah, that's amazing. Anywhere you like go, I said at some point I'm definitely coming to Japan. Like I am so fascinated by the culture. I love my anime. I love my manga. Um, so how did you end up in Japan? Like you know, you're you're well, you're not a London boy, but you are from the UK. Um, you're from like Surrey, Guildford sides, right? Uh, 
I'm from I'm from uh, Chichester. Chichester, that's the one. Which is which is much further south. I mean, to be honest, man, Ch- the whole of Chichester is the size of Ikebukuro Station. No. Oh. <laughs> Not even, not <laughs> even kidding. Like it takes longer than half an hour to walk. Well, not probably not longer than half an hour, but it takes a good fifteen twenty minutes to walk from one end of the station to the other. No, that's great. Or at least around. It's absolutely bonkers. But no, no. Yeah, um, I'm I'm from a small town called Chichester. Mm. Um, it's it was pretty boring. Uh, how did? Sorry, the question was how did I end up in yeah, Japan? How did you end up in Japan? I got no idea. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I do. I do know. It was a combination of um, just work prospects in the UK. Um, I end, I went on a um, working holiday to New Zealand. Nice. Um, a friend of mine that I met when I was in high school, um, his now wife, then girlfriend, suggested that I apply for a job on the ski resort. Um, and I'd been I'd snowboarded by once, I think, mm. um, in in Canada. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'm up for it. Yeah, you know, why not? Um, and then... Um, on the ski resort, I met my my wife, and I also met a load of really really cool people that English wasn't their first language. Yeah, and um, and um, one of the one of the key examples was um, I was walking around uh, the kind of main hi- hangout. I was going to say hideout then, but <laughs> hangout for um, for wherever everyone went to to go for a drink. Mm. And um, so we but we both rocked up. I won't. I won't embarrass him by giving him his name, but we both rocked up and um, we both kind of walked around to see if anyone else was there in our, in our immediate group. Cause we stayed in like a, a group where there was about eight of us and, and no one else was there from our immediate um, area straight away. And um, about 20 minutes went past and um, you know, there was supposed to be some kind of party or function going on. Yeah. And he turned around to me and said, um, John, John, I'm boring. <laughs> I said, sorry, mate. No, sorry, dude. I think you mean you're bored. Yeah. And, um, and since, and since then I kind of realized that English wasn't people's first language. And, um, I remember growing up in high school thinking foreign languages were boring as hell, like terribly taught. It was, they were not useful. They were not engaging. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, it was a combination of, um, meeting my now wife and, um, you know, it, it's it's bonkers to me to think that I hated my art teacher and spent it tw- spent twenty five years of my life studying art. Mm. Um, I hated but I hated my English teachers and <laughs> now I'm an English teacher. I hated my foreign language teachers and now I'm a foreign language teacher. So I don't know what that says about my personality. Apart from probably that, um, what do they call it? A bit sick in the head. Is it poetic justice or one of them weird phrases where it's like karma, but like it's kind of like laughed in your face, like all these things that you hated, you're now, you've now become. Isn't it sadomasochism? Um, nah, sadom- I don't know. I actually, I think sadom- sadomasochism is that like to, I don't really know what that means. I think that, that's when you like whip yourself and you enjoy pain. Oh no, well, well, enjoy pain when I stand up in front of 30 kids shouting at me, it's like, look, <laughs> Christ's sake, so, really. So <laughs> obviously you've been in Japan for eight years, like, when you first got yep. there, did everyone just like look at you weirdly and thinking, why is this white dude in our country and just like point at you and stuff? Or were they, were they, oh were yeah, my wife, very welcoming. Oh no, my wife did that. And, um, <laughs> when I got off the plane and, um, her parents did that. Yeah. Um, her brother did that. 
Gaijin. No, yeah, well, no, it's it's um, it's not quite as bad in Tokyo, but I started out in a rural area, and um, mm. I really, literally was like half celebrity, half from another planet. <laughs> um, what was what was the because local I remember. I, Sorry, what was the, what was the name of the local village or the, the rural area you were in? Um, well, I'll, I'll go as far as prefecture. It was yeah. in um, Shizuoka. Oh, okay, cool, cool. And it was in the, it was in a little bump that um, sticks out of Shizuoka, um, which was very very nice. Uh, lots of beaches. Although I'm not really a beach person, obviously, as I as I told you, I kind of snowboarded, so I'm not really a beach person. Mm. Um, I'm I'm very much a kind of um, rural person i grew up on a farm and stuff like that um and i yeah i just distinct, distinctly remember um because i used to obviously i used to go to tokyo quite a lot to see um to see my wife about every two weeks or so yeah. and um so this one friday afternoon i ran home got my stuff got on a bike um right uh rode to the train station there was this big hill uh-huh. and um and i was just riding down the hill and i saw a couple of the because i used to teach at a junior high school i teaching elementary school now, but I teaching, used to teach in a junior high school. And, um, and so I saw these, cause this was a rural area. There was only one junior high school in the area. So, um, and it, um, so I bombed it down the hill and, um, I basically just shouted at the top of my voice going past these two, two guys, two boys. Um, I'll see you on Monday. <laughs> and one of them nearly jumped into the river. They just jumped out of their skin. They were like, oh, my God, is that? Because they think I live in a cupboard under the stairs. <laughs> they don't think. They just uh, think that someone unlocks the door and lets me out and sits in the teacher's room first thing on a Monday morning. You think they, you know, they think I just go into some kind of cave. That's amazing. So, yeah, for, for me to just bomb, bomb down the hill on my bike, going, ding, 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 see you on Monday. They're like, holy shit. What's just happened? That's funny. Um, they, 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 were good, they were good kids. Um, that's, that, like I said, that's yeah, like so I said, really nice area. Like I said, at some point in my future, I do want to go into teaching and like give back to my local community in terms of doing things like that. Um, but what scaring the shit out of kids on bikes? <laughs> Maybe not the scaring kids on bike, but I definitely want to do some kind of youth. Because like when I was younger, I used to like, even though I was a youth myself, I used to uh, do a lot of work with um, uh, youth offenders. And um, one of the right. places that I used to work was like a, a internet cafe that was just for young people. Uh, some of the young people, mm. like um, you know, had issues in school, so they were like regularly getting kicked out. Um, some of them just had uh, learning difficulties. So, like me being young myself, let's say I was like fifteen, sixteen, I was working with kids that are around the ages of like ten to twelve. So I could obviously I could relate to them a little bit better than the social workers and stuff. So that's definitely mm. something that uh, in the future, um, depending on how, where life takes me, I want to go back to either doing the like the normal teacher where you're working in school, or just on the weekends going into like youth centres and doing little projects and helping out helping out kids. So yeah, man, like it um, it it didn't make any difference whether it was music or art or sports. Some of my most rewarding moments have been like teaching like special needs kids or kids that just um didn't really have any direction when they um when they were at school like they couldn't really they couldn't really figure out what they were um interested in and when you're teaching a kid when you're teaching a class full of like 30 kids and you only see them once a week and you kind of interact with 
600 or you know even 1200 kids a week it's very difficult for um for me to actually kind of devote any time to any any specific class mm. in that respect which i which i kind of regret but at the same time i do kind of go to the the after school club and um sometimes when the students see me at their after school club like especially art club mm. you know like the soccer soccer is like um like a team sport so they've got they've got each other yeah but um yeah especially when i go to like um art club or computer science club they're just like oh so you you like art it's like yeah yeah, yeah i like art um and um yeah there was um, there was one kid that uh, one girl that um graduated just this year and um i i noticed on the the bookshelf because they you know they have books from the library and stuff but she had a book from um from home and it was basically from um a game a video game that came out a couple of years ago but came out on nintendo switch this year called undertale okay and um and basically i know the guy whose company localized it Mm. and um and so i started talking to her about undertale and the look on a look of shocking (laughs) kind of joy on her face was just absolutely priceless because she was um Oh, I can't remember. She wasn't, um, she wasn't, um, she wasn't Japanese anyway. So, um, so yeah, but when, um, but when I started kind of talking to her about Undertale and like how I kind of had any kind of connection to Undertale, she was absolutely amazed. And yeah, it was, um, just little things like that. I mean, even when kids sit down and kind of joke joke around and say, Oh yeah, you, you know, Splatoon. It's like, yeah, I do. (laughs) Just completely with a, completely with a straight face. They're like, Oh, Oh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, the, that's the thing. As you get older, they forget that, like, you know, gaming isn't a new thing. Gaming has always been there. And in a sense, like, we've grown up with the changes of many gen- uh, different generations of gaming. Like, a lot of kids nowadays probably only know PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, uh, Xbox One and, and the Switch. Whereas, you know, we know Sega, the NES, um, going as far back as uh, the Commodore, you know what I mean. So like we've we've seen gaming change from pretty much the beginning, and um, that's what that's the next thing I want to talk about. So like I said, you're like in the gaming industry. Um, I believe you write for uh, a Nintendo mag, uh, not a Nintendo magazine, uh, a website affiliated with Nintendo. Um, yeah, like I said, that's kind of. Um since the new year, especially since I came back from the UK, that's kind of, I was really, really busy with like regular teaching work and, um, Yoshi's getting older, getting heavier, getting more demanding. <laughs> so it's kind of, um, you know, that's kind of gone by, by the wayside a bit, but mm. I've got hopefully some time soon to, to kind of get back into it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I spent, I spent about 18 months, um, pretty, pretty heavily, uh, pretty, um, pretty solidly writing for a website called Nintendo life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was doing reviews, features and stuff like that. Uh, last, at last year's TGS, I met, um, the creator of the legend of, no, not the creator of the, the director of, uh, legend of Zelda breath of the wild. And he's been a producer of, um, Zelda games for a while, Eiji Onuma, mm-hmm. which I believe I put a picture up on Facebook, but, um, so yeah, I've met Eiji Onuma. Um, I met Shigeru Miyamoto, mm-hmm. the, the father of Mario and Zelda and uh, Star Fox, um, and various other without name dropping too much. Sorry, without name I dropping too much. Yeah, I've met, um, and yeah, I did, a, I did a lot of writing, um, 
did a lot of writing last year and um, the year before. Yeah, that, that is pretty cool. Like, so obviously when, once we got to chatting and you told me about all these like little conventions you went to, anytime you went to like a, a, a Comic-Con, I would always make sure I clicked on the link to read about what you got up to the Comic-Con and checked out your pictures. And um, I've recently found out like photography is like another one of your your passions. Um, I always enjoy the Comic-Con pictures because obviously... That is something that I was looking to, but how, how did you also get into photography? Um, yeah, the, the, the photography thing started, um, probably in college. Mm. May, in terms of actual proper photography, it probably started in, um, my first year of university. Um, so I, I started with, um, 35 millimeter film, which people these days, uh, you know, unless you're really into photography or about 60, you probably don't know what that is anymore, <laughs> which is a bit disappointing, which is a bit depressing really. But, um, no, yeah. When, in my first, um, in my first year of uni, I, um, uh, started with 35 mil mm. kind of developing my own negatives as well as developing my own prints and, um, experimenting in the dark room and stuff like that. And then gradually kind of migrated towards the digital age. But you've got to remember that this was like 2003. Mm. So um, digital SLR cameras were um, still pretty expensive. And Photoshop, I I don't think Photoshop was in its infancy, but certainly um, in college and in the first year of university, it was certainly was becoming more um, very, very much more accessible. Same, Same ways like Premiere or After Effects or, you know, these days, like I said, people probably don't know what they are, but, um, no, I'm sure people still know what Photoshop is, but, um, so it pretty, so it pretty much started from there. Like I did a couple of photography projects, um, at uni, but I don't think it was until after uni where I started taking photos of my, my local rugby club. And then I went out to New Zealand and started taking photos of like, um, skiing and snowboarding and, and stuff like that, that it really started to kick off, mm. to be honest. Um, so yeah, I still, I still, I still try, but yeah, like, like I said, with modern technology these days, yeah, I can, I can get pretty decent, um, pictures on my phone and no one would know any different. I mean, I'm only, to be honest, I'm only putting them up on my Facebook page and I've taken like band photography as well, mm. um, which I really enjoy. Um, I've got to know, um, a couple of bands through that and Dan's former band as well. I used to take photos of them. Um, so yeah, I try. Um, I think mainly at the moment it's just, um, boring stuff like <laughs> architecture and stuff like that. No, that's, that's, but, um, that's still cool. Cause like I said, any picture, like obviously like right now I can't be in Japan. So it's always cool to see pictures of someone that's actually out there and, and what's, what's happening. And like I said, any, any type of gaming stuff, I'm always intrigued to see it. Yeah, I think it's very difficult for me because I think it took the the trip going back to the UK for me to realise and then come back and go, actually, shit, a brick. I am actually in Japan. I'm in Tokyo. <laughs> exactly. You know? because, purely because I was purely because I was working a lot and um, you know coming straight home and looking after my son, which is you know I'm a father. That's my duties. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that at all. But. Um, commuting every day and you know it um it was it was quite great grating towards towards the end you know it was like come on where's the where the hell's the christmas holiday where the hell's the christmas holiday um but no yeah every time um yeah every time i just kind of 
wander off off my main my main route and um see a building that I think is of interest. Um I try and take a quick pick and stick it up on Facebook just to Nice. So just to get keep the keep the green put it that way. Yeah. So obviously um during that little little talk there you mentioned rugby. Um I'm very big on sports. Um and obviously in Japan like there's many variety of different sports out there. Uh but one sport that seems to have taken uh, your interest while you've been there seems to be sumo wrestling. Like, how do love my love my sumo, man? Love yeah, that's sumo. what I'm saying. Like, how, how did you go from like you know being over here, you know, rugby, football, to then going out there and it's like you know sumo, baseball are more the in things and and soccer's like you know thrown to the wayside. Um, I think it's just fact. Um, Japan is very, very big on um, tradition and heritage and stuff like that. And I think that um, sumo has had a lot, I say a lot, compared to compared to other sports or compared to other countries, probably not that bad. But I think it's just because that sumo is so ingrained into Japanese culture and heritage. Any kind of scandal about anything is really, is a really, really big deal. Mm. Um, and And yeah, I mean, you know, the uh, the Kokugikan was right next to where I the the closest train station to where I had to get off to go to work, mm. um, and it's I think it's special. I don't, I don't know that sounds dumb, but I think it's special. Like there's four or five tournaments a year. There's only two or three that happen in Tokyo, mm. but there's like a designated venue, and then all the flags of all the sumo wrestlers go up outside, and um, you know, there's it, like I said, it's a combination of history and um, heritage. There's a bit of theatrics involved. Um, mm. it's, it's a really unique kind of um, tournament setup mm. um, where it takes place over the course of two weeks, and um, you get there's there's like special prizes for technique, or there's like fourteen or fifteen, maybe even more than that. Yeah. Different terms for like how a wrestler is beaten, or um, um, and yeah, it's. Um, I think that there's um there's an art there's an art to it and it's not it's not just about big dudes in nappies that just kind yeah. of I don't know. try and push each other over. There's more to there's more to it than that. And it's um it's really interesting. Yeah, I don't know if it was you that posted or just one of those random videos I saw on Facebook and it was like it was a youth category, so but I think in terms of it being a youth category, there was no weight classes. So there's this one scrawny little boy like who in a sense should have had no business in a in a sumo ring against another boy of his age class but this boy was massive like this guy this boy looked like he was a sumo wrestler like you know all the all the roles and all sorts and then the little kid beat him and I was so stunned I was just like wow I did not see that one coming no yeah and I think that's a common misconception I mean yeah you know i when I first saw a sumo match, you know, I probably wasn't in Japan. It's like, oh, yeah, it's a load of big dudes in nappies yeah. slapping each other about, pushing each other over. Um, but since I've been out here and got kind of got to know the, the I say rules, but, you know, the, the, again, to the untrained eye, it might say, would sound a bit dumb, but, like, the nuances or mm. even, like, a couple of my um, my favorite wrestlers and stuff like that I kind of follow. Um, and... Um, no, yeah, it's just, it's just, 
you know, I, I didn't get the chance to go to the most recent tournament um, in January. And um, I, I keep meaning to go. But yeah, it's just that atmosphere. It's just mm. like, it's a it's a small place. Uh, it's it only seats about fifteen thousand, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when um, when there's an upset or something like uh, when yeah when there's an upset, um, people throw throw the um, throw the cushions that they're sitting on. <laughs> so um, so yeah, that's always that's always quite a spectacle. But yeah, there's um, you know there's same with any sport. There's rivalries and there's um, kind of like the big successes and um, the underdogs and stuff like that. It's, it's good. To, it's good to get get behind your um. Your, get your, behind your wrestler yeah definitely definitely alright so obviously like you're out there in Japan um what is your what is your choice of drink like I remember I went to uh, Wagamama's and I had sake for the first time cause I'd seen sake in so many animes I was like I really want to try some sake yeah and when it came to me it was basically it, it tasted like hot water so when you when you're you know going to treat yourself, <laughs> what Japanese beverage do you do you partake in? Um, this is going to sound incredibly pretentious, but it's see it depends on what time of year it is. Mm. Okay. Well, actually, that's a complete lie. It doesn't depend on what <laughs> type of year, um, time of year it is because um, I don't think I don't think anywhere in Japan uh, anywhere in the world does um, does beer better than Japan. Really. Whether whether it be whether it be craft beer or whether it just be a bog standard like a, um, a pale ale or a pilsner or something like that, mm. I I really I really think that Japanese Japanese beer is some of the best beer in the world. What did I what did I give you? I gave you something. Was it sake? I, I gave you either a sake or a beer. I can't remember. I can't remember. I, I just probably just drank it, enjoyed it, and fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I've had a couple of beers before and then moved on to the hot sake and that hot sake hits me like a fucking hammer. Yeah, because... It's just like, oh, lordy. It, Here doesn't, we go. it doesn't taste alcoholic. So I was just like, I was out with some friends and we were just drinking. We are just like, oh, we're, we're a little bit disappointed because we, like, again, we watch so much anime. We always see them getting drunk off sake and then we're just drinking. I was like, oh, we're, we're, we're not feeling the effects. Then, like, you know, like 10 minutes later, it just hits you. just like, whoa. What's going on? Why is the room yeah. spinning? Well, yeah, like I said, I think now is like cherry blossom season, so it's um, people have creative license to get absolutely shit faced in the street. <laughs> um, um, and so yeah, I think the chew highs or the, no, not the chew highs, the um, the strong high strongs or whatever they're called. Basically, you can get the, it's almost like a brain grenade. Yeah, um, it's like this five hundred mil can of um, it's almost like vodka soda, like mm. uh, like really heavily sugary flavored vodka soda, like grape or melon or lemon or something like that. And then nine percent, but they uh, unless you get the kind of highballs, the whiskey highballs, like yeah. the whiskey and sodas, they don't really taste of um, alcohol. If you get the just the, the chew highs, the, the the vodka sodas or whatever the fuck they're called, um, they don't they don't they don't really taste of alcohol. I mean, they've got a bit of a pinch to them, but they just taste like. Like pur- like purple drink, yeah. or um like grape Fanta or whatever, or oh. orange or whatever Fanta, and um you can have one and a half of those and feel absolutely fine. The last half of the second can is going <laughs> to send you to Neverland. Amazing! It's going to absolutely spanner you, and you're just going to be like, "What just happened?" Yeah. Yeah. So, 
you are in Japan, the land of anime, but you're not really a big partaker in anime. Yeah, and I'll explain why. It's yeah. because once you, if you're around it mm-hmm. all the time, you almost become desensitized to it. Okay. And and it's you know um, I think I just saw on um, a, a Japanese uh, sorry a Japanese news website, but it's in English. Yeah. Um, Two of the most iconic Japanese franchises, Gundam and Hello Kitty, are having a, a face-off or something. So it's like, <laughs> um, it's Hello Kitty's 45th anniversary and Gundam's 40th. Oh, wow. Or Hello Kitty's 35th and Gundam's 30th or something like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, unless, you, unless you're a kid and you grow up with this stuff, you just you do, it's really, really difficult to find something you're into, uh, find something that you can get involved with because things like One Piece and Dragon Ball and stuff like that, they've just been going for decades. Yeah, that is and true. And it's really, really hard to, to kind of pick it up like that. But honestly, those, um, those are like the mainstream animes. There's, there's all different types and you just got to kind of find a drawn, a, a, a genre that you're into. So obviously if you like, Murder mysteries and animes for that. If you like sports, there's anime for that. Um, yeah, you just gotta find. Oh yeah, you'll, you'll find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll find something whatever you're into. I mean, there's Detective Arseface or there's um... <laughs> Detective Conan. But that's that's one. That's what no, no, no. Oh, Detective Arseface. There is Detective. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a guy that's kind of got an ass for a face, and he's um, solving mysteries. I can't. I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but um, I can certainly. <laughs> Give it to you before the um, before this goes up, and yeah. <laughs> give you a couple of links or something. But it's the most random thing. Um, but yeah, because my because my son's three, three and a half, I um, I kind of just watch the animes that he watches. Ah. Um, and um, they're gripping, gripping, thrilling. They are, you know, they are. Even like the really... epic tales, epic tales of revenge and stuff. Just yeah, blown, even, mind blown. Even even the kiddie ones. Like there was one that I watched, and it was literally um, about a substitute teacher teaching a kindergarten, and like the little adventures that these kindergarten kids would go out to. And it was absolutely amazing, and fun to watch. Um, linking on to anime, so we've got Detective Pikachu coming out. What do, what do you think of that movie? Are you excited? What do I think of? Am I excited for it? Are you looking forward to it? Um, it looks a lot better than it has any right to. I, <laughs> I mean, um, I, I, I like, I love Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that I, I just don't think I would have chosen him as the voice of Pikachu. I've always had a kind of, yeah. um, Danny DeVito kind of gruff mm. or something like that. Uh, you know, I think Ryan Reynolds is a bit, it, he, don't get me wrong. He's funny. He's just a bit too kind of clean cut for this. Mm. If that doesn't sound stupid. But, the, um, the, the, but again, it's, it's about, it's probably about getting bums on seats. And I don't yeah. think Danny DeVito has the same kind of pulling power as um, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds to yeah. be honest. But no, it looks, it looks, and it, it looks legitimately um, promising. Mm. And I think it might be, better than it had any kind of right to to be i think it was you know many people were thinking oh christ a pikachu <laughs> a detective pikachu movie live action i think you know initially the um how the how the different pokemon looked was um, a bit divisive but um from sheer production value alone i mean obviously they were going to throw the kitchen sink at it in terms of stuff but still i think they've 
it it just looks looks phenomenal. Mm. So um, I, I, I'm a yeah, fan I mean, of just, Pokemon, so I literally cannot wait for this movie. I hope this movie makes a lot of money so that we can actually then get a live action Pokemon movie that actually follows the adventures of of, of Ash Ketchum and actually goes through. Maybe obviously Mewtwo might be featuring in this movie, but maybe they they actually do the Pokemon original movie by live action. Hmm. That's what that's what I'm. Yeah, I think for. it's. Yeah, go on. Yeah, that, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm just hoping that that this movie makes generates enough money that they're thinking, hmm, okay, we finally made a live action animation adaption that kind of worked and has gone well with the people because obviously like um what's the ghost in the shell didn't really work um the avatar or well, avatar's not really japanese anime but avatar wasn't done very well either that dragon ball evolution movie was absolutely horrendous like they need an anime adaption live action movie to absolutely bang so that we can continue to get good movies hmm yeah, and I think Pokemon's a, a, a big enough property that um, you know they can keep churning out these um, these anime movies. But um, it, first of all, if a video game movie is ever going to work, second of all, if a live action movie is ever going to work based on an anime, then if they if they can't do it with Pokemon, then they, they well, obviously Disney are absolutely throwing. Um, money left right and center at doing all these live action remakes but yeah you know it's uh it, it from i can't remember what the first one was but like the jungle book and then it's like wham every single disney animated movie that's ever existed is becoming a live or was it beauty yeah. and the beast or cinderella yeah, or something anyway um yeah it's just all, all of a sudden it's like wallop all of these all of these movies are being remade in live action it's like Really? Do you know what? I'm not going to um, lie. The new Dumbo was actually pretty good. I actually, like, it wasn't a movie that I cared for. I, I literally didn't have much interest in seeing it. Uh, but I was actually impressed. It was a, it was a, it was a much better movie than I was expecting. It's, it was promoted the hell out of in Japan. Oh. Like, it's almost like the amount of TV spots I've seen over the last month or so. It really got, um, it really got some push. All right, so here's a, here's a question. Since I can actually ask you this um, and get a, a, a verbal answer, do you know why in the movie industry Japan always seems to get their movies like a month or two later than everybody else? Um, to piss me off. <laughs> when are, when are you guys getting to a Endgame? Oh no, we're getting an Endgame um, day and date, same as. Everybody the rest else. of the world, like okay, 20s, cool. 26th, yeah, I think. Yeah, that's a um, no, yeah, we get an end game 26th. Um, I think it just depends on the distributor. I think it just depends on the, um, maybe the translation as well. Oh, okay. So do you, like uh, some films get, some, some films get dubbed, some films get subbed. Um, uh, so it really depends on the like the, the priority from the distributor whether they think Japan's a big enough market to kind of put it out mm. at the same time or whether it's going to be a more low key um, release. I know that sounds really inside baseball and that's not very interesting, but so, so, um, so, so it's probably 
if you're watching something in, let's say you're watching, I don't know, Iron Man 2, yeah, is it weird for you to like see Japanese subtitles on the bottom where, and, and you're listening to it in English? You're actually onto something. I really should make more of an effort to watch films in Japanese, but no, I just, I'm just used to it. I, I, um, so you don't listen, you don't listen to the, dub. it's good to test. Sorry. I think the signal went there a little bit. So like, like you don't watch less, you don't watch a movie and listen to like the Japanese audio of English subtitles, but it's a movie that should normally technically be in English audio. No, I just watch it in English because I'm lazy. You just watch it um, in English. <laughs> I should, but my experience of watching movies in in Japanese, it's not <laughs> it's not useful. It's not useful Japanese. <laughs> if you watch if you're watching Iron Man two, it's like, oh no, there's a guy with big giant nuclear thermo whatever whips after me. It's not going to be much use in my daily life. Well, mm. I hope not. Anyway, so. What, what what is the Japanese? If you go through a Japanese textbook, it's like Unit Thirteen at the racetrack. Um, you know, it's not. What's the it's Japanese, not a scenario that I ever want to be in? What's the Japanese cinema experience like? Like, is it a lot different to the UK, or is it pretty much exactly the same? Go in, get your popcorn, sit down, watch the movie, and get out. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's. I have not had many experiences of going to see a big big movie in japan not that i remember anyway and normally i have to go see um movies by myself because of like because of yoshi and stuff um but the the big event like infinity war Uh and star wars and stuff like that the place gets packed out um they're, they're normally very polite there's not there's not much kind of um reaction or anything like that i think at the end of infinity where i did kind of put my hands together like very slowly to try and start a clap but everyone was like no nah, we're not having that <laughs> um but um yeah but yeah overall everyone's uh, it's pretty polite like almost to, almost to a fault it's like i would like some kind of reaction yeah. i think at the beginning of um uh maybe the force awakens or the last jedi or probably infinity war as well um i don't know i think in the uk do you still get those bbfc um, certificate things come up. Yeah, at the beginning, just letting you know uh, the rating and what's going to be in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they don't they don't really have those in Japan, so it's not it. You know, um, at the beginning of Infinity War, it was like, or the beginning of whatever it was, I was just like waiting for that BVFC certificate to come up to start going. Woo, yeah, and then <laughs> of course it didn't happen. So I looked like a so I looked like a twat just standing there going woo. Um, um, but yeah, like it was just yeah. They're, they're pretty polite. I don't think I've had any anything remotely what I would consider a problem, like not like talking and stuff like that, or chatting or kicking or whatever. Um, it's pretty orderly. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask this for all the all the um, people that are there that are probably dying to know this year. So in Japan, yeah, they they have vended oh my god for everything. Is it true yes. they have vending machines with girls used panties? Apparently. <laughs> I've not seen one firsthand, but that is apparently true. That is one of the things that I heard on Andrew Powers that I can't believe it. That is just so crazy. The, the, 
I mean, they're probably trying to phase that out. I mean, I, may, I don't know if they'll be on the street, mm. but um, they might. They might be in the um, in the kinky shops in um, <laughs> in the um, shady parts of Tokyo. In the more exotic, in the more exotic <laughs> regions of um, Tokyo. Yeah, uh, that's jokes. Right, I want to take it back to gaming. So, what console? Right. What consoles do you own or play? Right now, yeah, like I, I well, I've, I know the answer. Uh, audience doesn't. Um, yeah, well, I have a PS4, and I haven't played anything on that for a long time. But mm. the last thing I played was um, God of War, which oh. I'm still going to finish before my summer, uh, my spring vacation's over with. And um, a friend of mine from America, his brother has just come over to Japan to study for six months, and he's brought over a game called Detroit: Become Human. Uh, which I really, really want to get into. I wanted to, I actually want to see someone uh, watch some gameplay of that because it, it reminds me of um, Heavy Rain. Yes, by the same people, by the uh, same company, uh, same studio. Yeah, I definitely want to watch someone play. I don't think I'm going to have time to play it myself, but definitely want to watch someone play through that because it did look quite interesting. Yeah, I was a big fan of Heavy Rain. Um, I, I haven't, I've got Beyond as well, but I haven't finished that. Mm. Um, and Heavy Rain just look, uh, fucking hell, Heavy Rain. Uh, Detroit took it, just takes it to another level. Mm. Um, and yeah, I can't be asked with this kind of, this whole kind of hectic first person shooter kind of, <laughs> kind of guru people. Mm. Um, so yeah, I don't do, I don't do first person shooters. Mm. Um, so yeah, and I just don't have the time. And well, there is, there is one first person shooter that I want to get. But um, yeah, at the moment I don't have time. Um, I play my Nintendo Switch. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much the only thing I play exclusively right now. Mm. Um, well, you, yeah, you, you play on the Switch. It's time. It's it's the fact that it's portable is just an absolute godsend. What what game are you currently playing on the Switch? What game am I currently playing on Switch? Um, nothing exclusively at the moment. There are a couple of games that I want to get. That I. I Sunk a lot of time into Super Smash Brothers yeah. Ultimate. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually played a lot of Starlink. I played about 10, 15 hours of Starlink, which is basically um, a kind of semi-open world space shooter type thing. Mm-hmm. But the big draw for me was that it had a lot of Star Fox stuff in it. Oh, okay. And... Um, and basically, the the set in the UK that I picked up comes with a an R wing, uh, an R wing nice. figurine type yeah. thing, and it's pretty cool. And um, it got reduced out of the, it got reduced really, really heavily. It was originally about seventy pounds, and now it's about twenty. So um, just for the just to have a Star Fox R wing figure alone, because Star Fox didn't really get that much doesn't really get that much love when it comes to like decent merchandise yeah um so i was like yeah i'm on i'm on, I'm on. You've, you've got me you've sold me um other than that it's uh, tetris 99 okay and i know and i know that everyone's gonna be like it's fucking tetris what are you getting excited about it's not just tetris it's it's tetris with battle royale and yeah. i you know i never i i played fortnite for about 20 minutes <coughs> walked around someone someone shot me Start again. I tried to shoot someone for about five minutes. Turn around. They shot me. I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" Um, nah, Jake, and Jake, then Jake uh, th- third time round, I um, 
started building a ramp for about 20 minutes. No, not 20 minutes, about five minutes. Got really, really high. I was like, yeah, I can see everything. <laughs> Fell off it, died. I was like, this is, still, this is bullshit. And just, I haven't played it since. Yeah. Uh, Jake from PCR actually brought up um, the Tetris 99 and he was raving about it and was highly recommending in that game. So it's, it's, it, it it's a mate, like seriously, the fucking shakes and the, the, when the music starts getting faster and you start, you seriously start getting the wobbles and it's like, oh, you know. um, yeah. but yeah, it's just, it's like crack. It's just like, and then you just, and then you just kind of, I mean, I've started shaking and sweating. Like I've got <laughs> my, my height, my height. I know that sounds really dumb, but my highest finish was two. I think okay. I got second place once. Um, I've got top five a couple of times, top ten a handful of times. And it's just like, yeah, when that music starts kicking in, man, when that music starts getting faster and there's less people and everyone's trying to kick the shit out of you and you're trying to kick the shit out of someone else. It's, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so are, are you getting Yoshi Pokemon then in, in the Christmas period? Or is he still too young yep. for, for that kind oh, of game? Um, no, he <laughs> he likes the Tyco. He likes the Tyco uh, Tyco game. Okay, but he also like he also I also made him a set of Tyco so that he doesn't steal my Tyco sticks, <laughs> which are solid wood. They're basically rolling pins. Yeah. Um, and he when he was about two, he found them. He was like, "Oh yeah, look at these, Daddy!" Whack straight on my kneecap. <laughs> and um, I was like, "Yeah, you're not having my Tyco sticks. They're basically like rolling pins." So I made him a. Made him a pair, but yeah, every time every time I fire the switch up, he's like, "Oh look, there's a Tyco game, Daddy." Nice. Like, yeah, great. Um, um, no, yeah, no, no, he's too young. He's too young for Pokemon at the moment. Uh, yeah. But he um, he likes to pretend that he's playing Mario Kart with me. Ah, okay. Um, and um, oh shit, there was another one. I can't remember what it was. But no, he liked the actual Yoshi's um, Yoshi's Crafted World. Because there was a free demo of that, and um, it's all paper craft and stuff like that. He's like, "Oh, it's Yoshi." He's like, "Yeah, it's you." Like, well, not really. I'm a dinosaur, but um, so yeah, he he likes all that. It's just bright colours, isn't it? And um, yeah. as long as it's not too, as long as it's not too full on with the old um, <clears throat> with the old violence. Yeah, that's he's cool. um, he's allowed to at least watch <laughs> and um, pretend that he's playing. Uh, pretend that he's playing. He's all right. Yeah. All right, so normally we normally we normally do this at the very beginning of a show, but obviously I wanted to have a nice little chat and get to know like Japan and ask some of the questions that I've had. I probably should have put, made a Facebook post asking if anyone had any questions, but we have we have a, a, a quick. I thought I thought I'd probably have enough questions to to fill up an hour easily. Um, so normally we do a quick fire round. So I'm just gonna like ask okay. you um, a couple of questions and you let just let me know what you. Um, Pick one of the answers, and I might answer. Can I just? Get, can I just? Can I just preface this by saying that I was prepared this morning. Yeah. Um. I got myself. I got myself a brain grenade, <laughs> which is well, not. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a brain grenade. But well, basically, in Japan, they do these really amazing things. That are like little bottles of just. Well, it's a brain grenade. I don't know how else to describe it. I mean, it's like got vitamin. It's got vitamins and energy and ginkgo and like sight like that so you just chin this little bottle of um, brain grenade and it'll sort you right out um, the other thing I got was a um, 
uh, a, a spicy chicken from the from the combini nice. because a um, a spicy chicken from the combini along with a mo- um, morning shot, which is a brand of coffee. Mm-hmm. Seriously, a hot morning shot and a spicy chicken. If that's not the best thing you've ever had first thing in the morning, <laughs> I don't know what is. Is it just Ugh. absolutely like? When I was working on the mountain, it used to be a mountain muffin, which was like uh, obviously an English muffin, uh, a fried egg, hash brown, two rashes of bacon with with brown sauce. <laughs> I think the spice. I think I think the spicy chicken with the morning shot eclipses it, and it took a lot of doing. That's amazing. Anyway, you were saying. Sorry, you were saying. <laughs> it's like so for, <laughs> so the, for reminiscing about my breakfast. Sorry. For those that don't know, what 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 is the time difference between us? It's like nine hours. I think it's gone down to eight hours because thank you for leading that very, very nice nugget of trivia. <laughs> there is no daylight. There is no daylight saving in Japan. So it's the same all year round. Yeah. The time does not change. Even if you go to like and different so, regions. No, no, nothing changes. No, no times change. That's pretty cool. I guess you, you, then you always know where you are, but then, it screws it when every, everywhere else in the world changes backwards and forwards for summer and winter. Yeah, well, when you me- when you mentioned about chatting, I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. Don't 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 you kind of change your time at some stage? It's like, oh, yeah, so, oh god, <laughs> yeah. I have to think about when that is. Everyone, yeah, it was, it was the Sunday just gone. Everyone just lost an hour hour of sleep. Right, so we're gonna go to the and, uh, yeah, another, yeah, another excuse to make people grumpy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God. No, just another excuse to make people no. grumpy is change the time. Yeah, it's not that much of an issue. Like I think once you get to a certain age, it would be for me. It. Nah, but there's a good thing you're, a, there's <laughs> no, a good thing you're no. in Japan then, where this time stays constant. Yep, just dark. Yeah. It's just dark at four o'clock. <laughs> All right, let me get into the questions. Batman or Superman? Sure. Batman. Why Batman over Superman? I don't know. I think it was just, I think it's just more my exposure to it as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um I've no no problem with Superman whatsoever and I don't want to piss off any Superman lovers. <laughs> but um I think yeah, just just from my exposure as a kid, I think um I think I mentioned on on my podcast a few uh, a few times that I for my A-level media studies we had to we had to pick a film from a list of um like films and I picked the 1989 Batman and since then I've just kind of become more invested with uh, Batman and Bruce Wayne as a character and the story and stuff like that um so yeah I think uh, Batman Marvel or DC um Marvel purely because although the Dark Knight first two movies were amazing and Man of Steel was really good on the whole, the DC. You mean as uh, as the kind of DCEU versus the Marvel uh, no, MCU? Just, just, just as a collective. Obviously, oh crikey! Obviously, uh, that's always hard. No, I'd probably, I'd probably say Marvel, but that sounds really weird based on what I've just said about Batman. But basically, because I've just become more invested in the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. and the Marvel characters since since Iron Man, definitely. So, if if it was let's let's take out the MCU and DC, if it was just based on comic books and TV shows that you watch as a kid. Uh, which one would it be? I think it would still be Marvel. Still be Marvel, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, next one is Street Fighter, Tekken or Mortal Kombat? 
Street Fighter all day. Yeah, why Street Fighter over the other two? Um, Tekken, I, re- I never really kind of got into. That wasn't really what I got a PlayStation for. I got a PlayStation for um, Metal Gear Solid mm-hmm. and um, Silent Hill. So um, I just, I just think it's the heritage. I think, I think Street Fighter is just the godfather of um, fighting games. It's mm-hmm. all I, it's all I. Um, it's all I wanted when I was a kid. It was a, it was a Super Nintendo with um, Street Fighter Two and um, Donkey Kong Country. That's all I wanted when I was a kid. <laughs> who's, um, who was your? Who's it took, your... It took twenty. Sorry, I think it took me twenty two years to own a Super Nintendo. No, I only got one when I first came out here. Okay. Um, who was your main character when you played Street Fighter? Who did you prefer to use? I think when I was a kid, when I was in high school, I really kind of um, spammed it with Dalsim. Yeah. Which but is that's, yeah, that's, but I think I think now I'd probably go with Ryu. But when uh, beforehand it was um, Dalsim. But I always wanted to learn. Um, I always wanted to be good with um, Blanka or Guile or Zangief. Mm. I was, those were the characters that I always thought that if someone knew what they were doing, they could absolutely make you look like a dickhead yeah, really, really definitely, easily. Definitely. All right. So I'm, this is a bonus question because obviously um, I was listening to Nerds, um, which has got. Uh, Aaron and them guys from obviously from nerds and they were talking about Street Fighter and um, they were talking about the different pronunciations of right Ray or Ryu so obviously you're out there with the locals how would the locals say his name Ryu Ryu yep okay cool because um what, what, uh, <laughs> sorry that ended that pretty quickly <laughs> no no yeah no no because obviously like um they were talking about that they've heard like Four different pronunciations for re. You've got re. You got re. Uh, it was like a rolling of the tongue. Uh, you've got Ryu. Um, so yeah, just pretty interested to know that you know the locals say re. Pretty cool. Yeah, uh, as far as I'm as far as I'm concerned, it's Ryu. But yeah. um, it's weird because I've known a lot of people that are called Rio. Rio. And of course, you think of it's, yeah, it's fucking Duran Duran or something. Oh, his name is his name is Rio or whatever. Dances <laughs> on the sand on a boat or some shit. So um. Yeah, so I'm more used to I'm more used to saying or more used to uh, meeting people that are real. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Ryu. I would say Ryu. Ryu, cool. Batman or Iron Man? Oh, don't make me decide that. Yeah, you gotta decide. You gotta pick one. Pass. No, you can't pass the question. You have to pick one. Dumb question. Pass. It's not a dumb question. They're basically the Shit. same people, but one of them is better without the suit. <laughs> Batman or Iron Man? Bloody hell. <laughs> um, Most people answer this one fairly easily. I'm going to go with... No, I can't answer. I th- I'm going to go with Batman because I think Batman has had... Uh, just I can't justify it. I'm just going to say Batman. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, are you feeling familiar with Dragon Ball Z? No, not at all. Not in the slightest. No, it's like, right, forget those two questions. Um, I <laughs> Sorry. I know you're not really an anime person, but subs or dubs? Um, do you even have the subs. option of... I was going to say, do you have the option of subs or dubs? Because in Japan, no, they just no, play no, an, no. they play the anime <laughs> Japanese audio and that's it. That's why I can't go to an anime... That's why I can't go to see film... Uh, animated films in the cinema because they don't bother with dubs yeah they don't bother with english English subs rather yeah that makes sense 
Wolverine or Deadpool? <laughs> Wolverine. Wolverine. Why Wolverine over Deadpool? Um, you know, everyone loves a bit of Deadpool, but I think Wolverine's the more kind of fleshed out, more interesting, more um. Hello. Yeah, just the more kind of yeah. No, I'm still. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. <laughs> um, yeah, it's more more kind of just in terms of like character and story. I think it's it's more interesting as kind of a development of a character. You know, you know, Deadpool's in. You know, Deadpool's going to be a laugh. You know, Deadpool's going to be fun. Yeah. He's still got a bit of kind of backstory to it, but I think in terms of like what I what I like to get out of a comic book character or what I like to get out of characters in general or stories in general, um, I'd say Wolverine. Okay, awesome, awesome. All right, the best Batman. The best? Batman. So which, which, uh, which, movie? The, which, no, so which actor has um, has portrayed the Batman the best? Mm, as much as it pains me to say it against Michael Keaton, I'm still going to say Bale. Yeah, nice. That's, that's my choice. I've Bill. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Star Wars. Uh, I don't think I could have answered. I don't think I could have answered that quicker. <laughs> Not a Trekkie at all. <laughs> um, apart from the 2009 reboot, the mm-hmm. the JJ Abrams one. Yeah. The one with Chris Pine and uh, Zachary Quinto. That was really good. I really enjoyed that. But other than that. I- <laughs> Um, I've not got into Star Trek at all. Um, I had this argument, well, I didn't have this argument, but I had this debate with a, a student of mine. Mm. Um, actually, two two students. One one of them, she said that she really enjoyed um, science fiction because it's an escape and it's all kind of like um, complete detachment from our reality. Yeah. And, um, you know, you can get invested into a world, bu- you know, world building and shit yeah. like that. Um, and the other girl was like, nah, it's all far, it's all too far fetched and stuff like that. <laughs> and I was like, wow, it's really interesting to be the mediator in the middle of this. Well, they weren't actually in the same classroom. Um, and, um, basically I told both of them to watch Interstellar. Oh, okay. And, and, and what <laughs> did they was... think? What did they think when they watched Interstellar? I don't know. I'll find out next week. <laughs> awesome. I'm definitely going to ask you that one. Um, favorite Spider-Man. So again, it's um, the actors. Who you do you mean think? Garfield, Maguire, or Holland? Yeah. Or has anyone else played it? No, those in terms of live action, they're the only three. Yeah. I. I think up until three, Toby Maguire did a good job, but I don't know what happened in three to make me absolutely detest him as a human being. <laughs> yeah, three was um, terrible. Well, not terrible, but. A lot of direction in that. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There was about 15 minutes of a decent movie in there. The rest was a mess. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to say Tom Holland, mm-hmm. but I don't think Andrew Garfield gets as much credit as he should. Okay. And I think there's some, I think there's a lot of hate on the, the Garfield films. And I, I, I have enjoyed parts of, parts of both of those movies yeah as 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 two movies as holes they're you know not masterpieces by any stretch of the imagination but um no i i I would i'd stick my neck out it's probably not a consensus but i would say that um garfield's performance is is it deserves a bit more credit than it gets 
But I'd still say Tom Holland. I'm not going to lie. I still haven't seen any of the Amazing Spider-Man movies. I'm probably never going to see them now. Uh, I, no, just, I, I just remember <laughs> saying, like, I'm not going to see them. I'm boycotting these movies. I don't want to see it. And I just didn't do it. And I still haven't got around to it. All right, the final question. Are, um, are you familiar with Avatar? Avatar yeah, last Airbender. I wouldn't, well, yeah, mm, right. depends what the question is. If you could, uh, if you could pick any element to bend, what element would you be? Oh, I can choose that, but I don't need to know about the. Um, no, I can't choose that. Um, well, you kind of do because you kind of need to know like what the limitations of the powers are to a certain extent. So you got. Fire, I want to fly. Air, fly. So airbender. That's really yeah. cool. Pretty cool. But you can just you can you can you've got a general kind of you can move objects by manipulating the air that the objects in though, right? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that how it, is that not how it works? No. The, 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 obviously, you can you can like play on the powers to get to do certain things. Like I think we talked about um, if you were um, a water bender, you can obviously then manipulate it to be able to use ice and also be able to manipulate the gas in the water around you. So yeah, pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that's the end of our speed round. Um, hope guys have gotten to know you a little bit more. Um, now I want to ask you about the MCU. What do you think? Is this a, is this a triv? Is this a trivia question? Or is oh this no, this a kind is, of no. The trivia, the trivia is done. I'm just now wanting to get your um, thoughts and any theories that you have that might occur in Endgame, and like you're just oh, your just your general thoughts of the MCU overall like you know what did you think of Captain Marvel did you enjoy that movie what did you think of it let's start I here. haven't seen it you I haven't, haven't seen, seen it yet. is it out yet <laughs> yeah it is yeah it is out no yeah you're right um, no it did take a couple of weeks to come out here before it came out um, oh, seriously oh wow yeah I think I think so but yeah. no I plan I plan to see it. I should be able to see it towards the end of this week. Yeah, you should see it. Cause Endgame Which is what is I said two the... weeks ago and what I said last week. <coughs> Endgame is round the corner. Endgame is round the corner. So... And I'm trying my best not to do what I did with the fucking... Uh, with the um, the Matrix Revolutions and the Dark Knight Rises, which is completely ruined the shit out of it. <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying my best not... But those two turned out to be absolute... <laughs> Ball sacks of movies. So, so what do you think is going to happen? I in do have game. Um, this is the thing. So I I don't know how far you want to get into this. This is this is the point where it's like, oh well, it's been nice having you on, and uh, good night. Um, <laughs> um, it depends. Yeah, there's a there's so many different things that need to happen. There's so many different resolutions that need to happen. I mean. The thing that I, the thing that I've only kind of been quite vocal, well, I haven't been vocal about it. No one listens to me, but <laughs> um, basically, basically, like um, I think the like the emotional side of it and the connections that have been kind of built and then broken from Infinity War. Yeah. Um, then there needs to be some kind of um, resolution. There needs to. What's oh, the fucking word I'm looking for? Conclusion. Yeah, like um, resolution or redemption or, you know, there needs to be some payoff. Yeah. That's it, payoff. Um, you know, 
let's not forget that um, Tony and Cap have not uh, Tony and Steve Rogers or Cap and whatever Iron Man haven't kind of really made up since um, Civil War. Nope. Um, we've still got the kind of Spider Man and Iron Man thing. We've still got the ego of um, Iron Man and Doctor Strange. So you know, with the kind of seeing into the fourteen or so, fourteen or so million futures. Yeah. There still might be that. How Captain Marvel comes into it. How Ant Man and um, Hawkeye. Are, you know, like there's obviously going to be some kind of thing about Hawkeye at the same time as the snap. I can see the like his whole family getting wiped out with the snap, and that's why he's kind of gone into uber pissed off mode. Yeah. Um, I don't. I just, I'm worried that it's going to spread itself too thin or it's going to try and do too much. I mean, yeah, fair enough. Okay. It's three, three hours long. Yeah. But all this, all this talk of like time travel or quantum realm stuff worries me slightly. Well, you, so you because think put too many storylines into the one movie. Well, I just, if they're going back to certain points in time, then it needs to be something fresh and new. It needs to be almost like a, a different perspective or a different character's viewpoint that we see rather than just being like, oh, this is the Battle of New York. This is what we need to do. Bye. Um, so, um, and I think we kind of got a glimpse of that with um, with Ant-Man in the trailer with the pencil and stuff like that. He's obviously up to something. Mm. Like, I think in a, maybe in, a, in an event that's already happened or... Um, like I had a theory on PCL or something like that, that they're trying to distract Thanos or keep him in a loop while they're doing everything. And I just, it's going to, it's going to have to be really delicately handled to kind of have all that kind of emotional payoff Yeah. with all, with all the characters. And like I said, there's been loads of talk about time travel and stuff. The only thing that I have kind of, I have said, I think I sent a message to Rebecca and I put it up on my Facebook page was, um, like after everything's all been sorted out and um, if, if Captain America or you know, Steve Rogers goes back in time to live out the rest of his days with Peggy Carter, mm-hmm. um, they, they have that last dance and um, the last words of the film are, I could do this all day. And then it just cuts. And then it's just like Avengers Endgame title card. That's a pretty good ending. Spoilers. I've read the script. <laughs> But no, yeah, it's it's uh, like I come. I I like to think of like little specific details like that. But trying to figure out the whole plot or trying to figure out everything is just driving me nuts at the minute. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, they did it with Civil War, and I think they did it with they did it really really well with Infinity War as well. But um, I think it's just this is the culminant without hyping it up too much because I don't think it's possible anymore. (laughs) Um, I think it's just that this is it, you know, uh, despite the fact that obviously the MCU is going to carry on and um, characters will survive, characters will die and stuff like that. But in terms of like the payoff in, like I said, the connection between um, Iron Man, you know, the original Avengers, you know, whether that, whether it satisfactorily bookends that along with all the other characters that have been introduced um, because they did they did such a good job of introducing not only introducing the characters at various stages but also their interplay within Infinity War. Yeah. Um, it, it concerns me, but um, if they pull it off, I'll be absolutely ecstatic about it. Mm-hmm. It'd be amazing. All right, so you are Kevin Feige, yeah. The Disney mm-hmm. deal is now official. You've got access to Deadpool, 
X Men, Fantastic Four, all them characters. How would you introduce them into the MCU? Um, I oh my god um, I think the I think the Fantastic Four just needs a complete reboot I think it's like everything that's happened with the Fantastic Four thus far has tarnished it completely yeah so it needs it needs um, it needs the slate wiped clean yeah definitely but I'm just saying, um, like, how, how would you introduce them like so um, we've in the past said that like we would have like a newspaper clipping from a previous movie and just basically say that you know these people maybe in Iron Man 1 there was a, a spaceship launched and all this time I want, the, I want the thing to be Cork's cousin you want the possible? thing to be Cork's cousin <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're different colours well that's, that's why they're cousins isn't it yeah I guess I guess but yeah, um, yeah. So you know, obviously, I, 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 I kind of dropped that. In all seriousness, that wasn't a, that wasn't a question I was prepared for. Yeah, that's what I That's a question I dropped on you just really sadly. I've been doing that to a couple of people, but yeah. Um, is there any theories? I just want to, I just want Cord back. It's do you know what? Yeah, everyone everyone got an Avengers poster, but Korg and Meek and um, uh, in in terms of all the like characters that we've been introduced to and we're expecting to see in this movie. So it'll be interesting because obviously we got um, a poster confirming that Shuri's dead or been dusted and um, that Valkyrie's still alive. So it would have been nice if we could get, um, you know, a poster for Korg and Meek, but I guess they wanted to make sure everything was balanced. Yeah, I do want to see Corgan make again. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully they'll make a return. Hopefully, we do see them. And it'll be interesting where they where they fit into the movie. But like I said, because there's already a lot of characters that we're going to be seeing anyway. Hmm. Yeah, I guess that's my worry. I mean, even with three hours, it just I I just cannot figure out in my head how this is all going to balance out. Yeah. Ironically. But I guess, I guess in, in the grand scheme of things, it, it, there was a, a kind of um, debate or theory online about what exactly would constitute winning. Hmm. Is it like bringing back everyone? Because that's not going to be possible. Well, well, I don't know. It, it depends. After, after, after. I, just, I, 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 would, I, I would love I everyone to stay. Every, everyone has been dusted. I would love for them to stay dead. But obviously, we've already had announcements that it's going to be a Spider-Man to. Um, uh, uh, Far From Home we've seen the trailer for that um, Black Panther 2 has been announced well is it, is it is it actually canon that um, Spider-Man Far From Home takes place after after Endgame because we, we, we in my head it would make we don't know but the the from what people have been saying is that Spider-Man Far From Home takes place moments after the events of Endgame Really? Because that to me, to me, if you look at like Infinity War and when he's on the bus and stuff like that, it would make sense that the whole of Far From Home takes place just before that. Yeah. Like the, the bus trip that he's on is basically just coming back to his like the last from, stretch back, back from in the airport. Yeah. America. Yeah. That's yeah. what I would. That's what and I would have thought. But 
Suppose, like again, from uh, things I've been seeing <coughs> on the internet, um, Far From Home is going to be taking place after Endgame. And that's why they're not dropping um, another Far From Home trailer because they don't want to reveal mm. too much and in a sense spell elements of um, Endgame. Which is a shame. Yeah, and I guess... Sorry. Yeah, which is a shame, obviously, like, they should have probably just waited and dropped the trailers after Endgame. Like, I, I don't know how all that marketing works, but I'm pretty sure they didn't have to drop a first trailer six months before the release date. Maybe for this one movie, they could have gone with a shorter timeline. Yeah, and I guess if they... um if the if the events of Far From Home do take place just before the events of Infinity, which is basically what we're saying, mm-hmm. then that kind of does kind of back them into a corner with with future with future movies. It's just like, well, you know, the Infinity One, then you've got the events of Endgame, and if um, Spider Man's dusted, then it's dusted, and there doesn't really there isn't any more <laughs> there there isn't any more space. You know, there isn't any more kind of time for for Tom Holland to have another Spider-Man movie mm. because then it's straight after Far From Home, it's Infinity War and Endgame and then he's he's toast. So yeah. in that respect, I kind of understand that um, Spider-Man would be the one to survive purely because he's one of the biggest cash cows. Yes. And, but in terms of the big, in terms of like Downey Jr. and... Um, Chris Evans and stuff like that. I, yeah, like I said, I just hope it. I hope it does a service to the the kind of the the length of time that we've had to get invested in these characters. Mm. I mean, you know, I, it it would just seem really cheap. If it was just like, yeah, we need to we need to work together to save the universe. We've saved the universe, but we're still not friends. Or something. <laughs> well, really. Yeah, that would that would seem a bit cheap. No, they they they'll definitely resolve that. That has to be. And they've got three hours to play with. They, they, they wouldn't have made this movie that long and not resolved things that they know that the general public are going to want to see. Hmm. Right. Yeah. There's just, there's, there's so much, there's so much to, that ha- that's, that's going to happen in this movie. It's going to be crazy. Mm. So cool. I'll be, um, I'll be on, I'll be on my bike. I'll be on my bike at midnight on Thursday, the 20, whatever day, 25th. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Oops! I'm gonna drop you a message to hear to hear your thoughts on the movie when it drops. Yeah, I, I'm just one. Yeah, it's it's gonna be like going radio silent on the internet until I've seen it, and then everyone's gonna be like, I don't know. It's gonna be a pretty exciting, like mad scramble for everyone to go and see it before they start talking about it. Yep. So I'm, I'm making sure because mid, I get a midnight release. Tickets are meant to go on sale tomorrow, so hopefully I can book my ticket nice and early. Yeah, I don't. I've tried to. <clears throat> excuse me. I think the the main cinema in Shinjuku, I might be able to book it further in advance. But in my experience, it's just like as the listings come out on a week to week basis, which yeah. is crazy. I mean, we tried to we tried to do something for the Force Awakens. It was just pointless so um yeah the, the 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 benefit is that i don't have to go into the center of tokyo to see it so i can just get on my bike and cycle 15 minutes to go to the um the local cinema so hopefully it won't be as bad as going to um shinjuku or something like that but i'll, I'll see it in shinjuku eventually because you know um they have they have like um 
plaques on the wall of all the famous people that have been to the cinema, been to that cinema to do premieres and stuff like that. And okay. um, they do, they do pretty sick, um, sick merchandise and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll have to do, I'd have to go on a tour around Tokyo to get all this junk, all, the, all this, all this, um, <laughs> all this end game, all this end game junk that I'll never use. But it's like, oh, I want it, I want it. Ooh. Right, we're gonna, we'll just start wrapping up, wrapping up. Um, going back to like living in Japan and stuff, it, as as a tourist, uh, well, not, yeah, as someone coming over to Japan, what would you highly recommend is a must do thing while they're out there. Um, I think just um, explore actually just you know try to try to not base your um, base your trip around going to tourist destination or tourist attractions like the Sky Tree or Kakugika or the um, Tokyo Tower or something like that just pick a smaller station uh, like uh, Oscar or Shinokubo or something like that Mm-hmm. Um, or even gold, even golden guy in Shinjuku, and just explore. Mm. Just, just know know your way back to the train station, or just find a taxi and um, just ex- just just find something yourself. I think the the biggest the biggest benefit or the biggest um, advantage of being in Tokyo is that you can find or you can kind of generate your own experiences just based on just based on being a tourist and meeting local people. It's like. Um, you know, you, you can, anyone can get a selfie from the top of the sky tree or Tokyo tower. But it's, yeah. if, if you meet, if you meet people while you're wandering around, um, and you, you know, you know, this kind of like, um, a lost in translation thing, or, you know, you find, you see someone that's, um, in trouble themselves or you're in trouble and someone tries to help you, you know, you just, you just kind of generate your own journey. You generate your own experiences. And I know that sounds really cheesy, but, yeah. um, I think I think exploring is one of the things in in Tokyo that I just don't have the tra- I don't have the the time to do and um, it's something I really wish I did do because um, you, there's just all these little nooks and crannies that are just not the, you won't find them in any planet you won't find them on the internet or anything like that but you can just um, you can find them yourself and you can you can make that own kind of memory for yourself. Nice, nice, nice. What, what, what is the language barrier like? Are there a lot of um, Japanese that can speak English, or do you have to like uh, bring like a, a handy little book that's got some? You, uh, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, valuable um, phrases that you can use on your adventure. Useful phrases um, on my adventure, like Bilbo. Um... No, I mean like. Are, are there a lot of Japanese people that can speak English? So you like, if you do get lost or you do like need help, you can speak to someone and you know, they'll be able to understand you. Or would you need like a, a, a translator book, you know, and be looking for words and, and going through and trying to communicate like that? Um, I think Japanese people are quite shy about how much English they actually speak, but I wouldn't rely on that. Mm. I mean, they do, they, I've had people, I've spoken to someone in Japanese and they said, oh, thank you. Yes, no problem. And it's like, oh, you speak English? And it's like, no, that's the only thing I can say. Oh, um, okay. But they, they, um, they, I think they would try. If they could genuinely see that you don't speak any Japanese whatsoever, they would genuinely try to help you. Yeah. Um, what always makes me laugh is the taxis, purely because they have a, oh, yeah, 
you can speak English in here. And it's a point and speak, um, like, like, like a worksheet. It's just like what the English says and then what the Japanese translation is. And you just point to it. And so, mm. It's like, where's this? Or I don't have any money. Or <laughs> I have lots of luggage. So, or something like that. But yeah, you, you, I think, I think it's surprising how many people <laughs> can, can speak English, but you're right. Oh, I'm dying. I've got a cold. <coughs> Gotta say, carry on. Um, oh, I just want to make sure you're okay. Um, yeah, I think, I think people will try and help you regardless of whether they speak English or not. Um, and that's just the nature. That's just their human nature. But, um, yeah, sometimes, sometimes it's, people can obviously see that I don't, I'm not Japanese. So they assume that I can't speak Japanese. Mm. Um, and when I do start speaking Japanese, they are quite surprised to put it politely. Um, but no, like I said, you, yeah, obviously I think I've, I've had this philosophy wherever I've gone, um, whether it be European countries or not, um, about basically just learning five or 10 words, like, excuse me, sorry, thank you. Where is, yeah. and that's, you know, it's a good starting point. Um, and it's, it's always, always, I've always thought that it shows that I've much, I've tried to make an effort as well. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. So, alright. So here's 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 a, here's a bit of a random question. Yeah. So in a in a lot of animes, just for the eat, they say ikitakimas. Yeah. Do you guys on like ikitakimas? Yeah. yeah. It, it, do you or like on a normal daily basis, just like was just say that before you eat, or is that just for like in a sense for showing anime? No. Every, uh, before every meal. For every meal, that's pretty cool. I always wonder because you know, like sometimes before every meal, they they show um, certain stereotypes, but then that's not actually how things go down. So um, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't know you wouldn't know that unless you've um, spent some time here. But mm. no, yeah, we say it before we say it before every meal at home at school before every meal. That's sweet. That's sweet. That's sweet. All right, that brings us to an end. I have really enjoyed this chat. It's been so like again you're living my dream like i'm so sometimes when i think i'm chatting to you i think about you living out there i'm just like damn man i wish i was living in japan like this just must be so cool and then obviously you're you're saying like you know because you're obviously living out there you've been living out there for a while like you're, you're not really getting to you sometimes forget you're like living in another country and it's become quite like you're just your standard everyday life Oh yeah, man. I mean, it's not, I don't think it's just that. I think it's the fact that, um, like I showed, when I was over in the UK in December, I showed you some videos of people getting pushed onto the train and stuff yes, like that. And when, when it. you deal with that on a day to day basis, <laughs> yeah, that's true. It, it, it gets very old very quickly. That, but, yeah, um, them bullet train videos are absolutely crazy. It's, it's so nuts how many people like we complain that like it, 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 it's busy and crowded over here. We we can't put a finger on how busy it is over in Japan, man. Um, I don't know if you can. Yeah, I mean the internet's you know the internet's the internet, so you might be able to just like go onto um, Twitter or YouTube and type in NHK News. Do that during Golden Week and see how many schmucks try to get on the bullet ah, train. Ah, yes, Golden. First, you you remind me of another question. So obviously, like uh, okay, Golden. Like I understand. Like Golden Week used to annoy me because. 
whenever it's golden week here, any anime that is dropped on a weekly week week to week basis, they don't drop it because of golden week. So, nope. like, what's the golden week experience like? Obviously, like from what I know, everyone like if they're if they're not originally from Tokyo, they will go back and visit their village. Does that make Tokyo any less crowded, or does it make it worse? Um, actually, this year it's going to be quite difficult to tell because we've just actually. I do. Well, I didn't do any research. It was on the TV. They spent about twenty minutes talking about it. Um, we have just had the announcement of the new um, emperor's era. Okay. What the new emperor's era is called, and it's called the Rewa era. The Rewa. Last era. time it was the he- yeah. Don't ask. Uh, it means <laughs> order and harmony. Okay. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is um, that now Golden Week is not just a week. It's like 10 days. So oh, we basically nice. there's a there's a 10-day public holiday from the 20... It starts on the 27th of April, which is Saturday, and it goes through to the 6th of May. Uh, maths was never my strong point, but um, <laughs> it's a long-ass time. It's a long-ass time. Nice. And, um, and so, yeah, I think even more... I mean, whenever, whenever there's Golden Week, people from people who live in Tokyo, there's just a mass exodus. Everyone tries to leave Tokyo <laughs> in whichever direct, in whichever direction they can. Oh, that's amazing. Like I said, cause they're, cause they're fucking sick of it. <laughs> um, but you'll, you'll find that not many people try to get into Tokyo. And then the people who are in Tokyo that stay here, it's bliss. There's no one about. It's great. Mm, they can just chill um, a bit of freedom to walk around. Nah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be like a ten day public holiday. I'm going to be off. Yuri's going to be off. Yoshi's going to be off. Yuri's <laughs> parents are going to be off. Mm. So, so that's that's good. I mean, I remember I remember Yuri tried to drive from from Tokyo down to where I lived, and it should have been about two and a half hours tops. You know, two hours two hours reasonable, an hour and three quarters if she if she absolutely like pedal pedal to the metal. Yeah. And um, it took her two hours to get to Yokohama, which normally takes about half an hour. Yokohama. And it took her, um, and it took her about seven hours to get down to me. Oh fuck it all! <laughs> that's crazy. It's fucking gridlock <laughs> the whole way. Oh, that's it nuts. only takes one. It only takes one dipshit to 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 back into the, another one. It, just, it was exactly the same when we were snowboarding as well. Like mm. get up at five off. Uh, set off by half past six and there's some schmuck that just plowed into the back of someone else and we could be gridlocked on the fucking expressway for like an hour and then be like fuck um so yeah it only takes one dickhead but yeah especially public transport like the um the shinkansen forget it unless you've unless you've reserved your seat but you can always tell when the seats go on sale because the the queue snakes out of the ticket office for for miles miles yeah so yeah, this year's Golden Week is going to be really interesting. That's amazing. All right, teach me one cool handy phrase in Japanese. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's a cool shit? What's a cool Japanese phrase? I don't know. Yoroshiku onegai tashimas. Yoroshiku onegai tashimas. Yoroshiku onegai tashimas. Yes. Isn't that nice to meet you? Uh, no, it's it's. Um, thank you for taking care of this matter. Thank you for taking care of this matter. Say that one more time. Yoroshiku onegai tashimasu. 
The Mörschke Taşımaz. Ne yok I'll make sure I'm, I'll go back to the end of this episode. I'll listen to that a few times. So I get it. Because um, isn't... Last thing you... Yorushku uh, on the Gashimas. Yeah. Nice to... Um, well, Hajimimaste is, um, is nice to meet you. Kind of really formally. Yorushku on the Gashimas is just... Um, just a general kind of... I've, I've always described it as like much obliged. Ah. You know, it doesn't really mean doesn't really mean please or thank you. It just means like much obliged. Because whenever like the anime, but, um, anime characters come to school for the first time, uh, that's what that's their greeting. So it's like Hajimaste, Nana Nana Des, Yoshiko and that's what that's what they say. <laughs> um, that's pretty cool. I I will one day when I have more free time go back to learning Japanese because I definitely. I, I pre- purely only want to learn it so I can watch anime without having to read the subtitles. Yeah, it's it's tough because it's they just speak very very fast. Mm. But they must fit in the same of us when we go over there, like our English. Oh sure, oh sure, definitely, definitely. Ah, mm. uh, well, that brings it to the end, John. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I really hope I haven't let. I really hope I haven't let you down, man. You've been waiting oh, for this for a no, long time. I have too, but we've. It's been a listen. I, I'm gonna like I said. Once this is uploaded, I'm gonna listen back to myself because like you've talked, like you've we've covered so many different aspects of Japan. Um, we've I've learned a new phrase that I need to actually get get it down. Uh, we've covered anime, we've covered gaming, we've covered movies, we've covered so much. Like I, the only thing is, I know T's gonna be pissed when he hears this episode. <laughs> Because he, he wanted to chat to you as well, but obviously he's at work and the time zones are crazy and, you know. Time zones are stupid. Sod the universe, man. <laughs> time zones are dumb. Is, is it the universe's fault? I don't know whose fault it is, but time zones are dumb. It's like 5pm here, but I think it's like 1, one o'clock in the morning over for you. Was yep, it's just gone. To, it's 10 past 1. 10 past 1, so yeah, time zones are crazy. Yeah. So yeah, T's going to be angry when he hears this, but oh well. Um... John, like, <laughs> oh well, you don't sound that much. <laughs> nah, not like, that much. Oh well, moving on. <laughs> but yes, John, thanks for being on. Say bye to the people. Thank you for having me. Um, Say in Japanese. Osaka Nishiroshimasu. Yeah, that was, that's, that's why I had to pause. Osaka Nishiroshimasu. Osaka Nishiroshimasu. Alright, guys. Nailed it. Abs- absolutely. <laughs> smashed it out of the park. Thanks for listening. Let's go some of this stuff. Uh, have a nice day. Bye bye now. Oscar Semino Stat. Take care, guys. Thanks a lot. Um, cheers, dude.